Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode th- three, I think, of the recruitment website show. We've made it. I think it's episode three. Got a bit confused there. Um, hi there, Keith. How are you? How's your week? I'm okay. Yeah, week's week's been okay. It's been it's been it's been busy. I feel busy week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just like no kind of like mega projects or anything at the minute. But um, yeah, there's a lot, lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to do. So it's been good. Yeah, same here. Right. It's been a um, lots of little things to do this week, and like lots of emails and lots of things coming at you all at once, which has been interesting. But yeah, overall, it's been a good week. And the sun's yeah, shining yeah. outside, which is also nice. So, thank you very much to everyone for joining us. If you are, if you are uh, listening to us live, we are on LinkedIn. We are also on the Recruitment Website Show YouTube channel. So, please let us know in the comments who you are, where you're listening from, and if you have any questions for us about recruitment websites, we'll try and get to those at the end. Always good to get some audience interaction uh, with this. So, today's episode, uh, we mentioned it in the end of last week's episode, we're going to look at structured data, in particularly Google for jobs with um, recruitment websites. And we're going to look at what that is, what the benefits of that are, um, what that's going to give you in terms of, you know, best practices, and also uh, how to actually do that uh, with your recruitment website. And I suppose how to check whether you are doing it with your recruitment website, because it might be that you start thinking, I have absolutely no idea whether I am or I am not. So that's what we're going to cover in today's show. If you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube, you can um, subscribe to the channel. Then you can get uh, every episode straight into your homepage or wherever they arrive. And if you ring the little notification bell, you will also get notified somehow. An email or something will find its way into your inbox and tell you that we're going live. So please consider doing that if you are, um, if you want to. So Google for jobs. Let's get started then. Um, what is structured data, Keith, and Google for Jobs? That's what people want to know. Yeah, I'll get to that right away. Just before I start, um, just in case I don't know what the, co- the connection issues are like or if or how it looks to people viewing and listening right now, but I know my internet is slightly dodgy at the moment. Um, I'll be hopefully back in my proper office next week, but just apologies to anyone uh, listening or watching if my connection's a bit dodgy, but let's go for it and, and see how it goes. So structured data. So maybe we need to start with Google for Jobs first and then work, okay. work our way back to structured data. Um, so we, we we touched on Google for Jobs last week. Um, I don't think there'll be too many recruiters out there that don't know what it is, but just to kind of summarize, uh, it is probably the world's biggest uh, job board. Um, run by Google, uh, and it's free. So all of those things should pique your interest. Um, so anybody can like get their jobs on there um, if they do it the right way, which is something we'll be talking to about today. So Mark is sharing his screen. For people watching, um, you'll be able to see uh, Mark's screen. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll do my best to describe what we are looking at. So Mark has done a Google search for, I think, marketing manager jobs in London or something like that. Yeah, marketing yeah, manager so, jobs yeah. in London. And after a few ads at the top of the screen, we then have uh, a little panel that says jobs near London. Uh, and this panel is jobs being displayed from the Google for Jobs platform. So it shows three jobs there. And then a little arrow at the bottom that says 100 plus more jobs. 
And if you click into that, you kind of enter the full Google for Jobs job board experience. And it's it, it looks a lot like most other job boards um, with all the Google branding, obviously. Um, but that this is what Google for Jobs is. So uh, it's, it's like in, Indeed or something like that, except Google's scraping the whole internet. And uh, yeah, I think that's the key, there. isn't it? Is that yeah. what Google is essentially doing is like it scrapes web pages to index them. It's kind of doing this for jobs. So it's going and looking at all of the websites around the world, around the internet, and it's finding all the jobs. And then it's basically collating them all back into this job board, which is what you see here. And as soon as I sort of stick jobs in the search term, so because I've typed marketing manager jobs in London, Google's algorithm and cleverness basically says, ah, I'm looking for a job. Therefore, I'm going to show in the results my jobs uh, board, if you like, the Google for Jobs system. And then it brings me into this bit. Um, so yeah. the key about this uh, this episode is looking at getting your jobs into this system um, and making them so they appear so that candidates can obviously see your jobs and things as well. And um, yeah. there are some neat little tips and tricks you can do to, to do this uh, that will help and assist Google in doing this as quickly and effectively as possible. And that's the sort of things that, that you need to know as a recruitment website owner to, to try and make sure that you're make sure you're doing those on your recruitment website. Yeah. So what was interesting is that um, if you haven't read it, Keith wrote an excellent article on our blog, which was about the Hot 100 recruiter websites. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Keith, it was approximately 30% of those sites were not getting their jobs into the Google for Jobs job board, if you like. Um, yeah, well, okay. So there's a little caveat to that in that those jobs might have been on Google for Jobs, but not they hadn't been indexed directly from their website. So there was no link back to their website for candidates to apply on the website. So if that job you. had been also posted to Indeed, for example, Google may have indexed it from Indeed and the application button would then go through the Indeed system and not your website. So it didn't mean that those, uh, those jobs weren't on Google for Jobs. It just meant that they were being indexed from the website. So it wouldn't drive any traffic back to the website, which I think is significant. Yeah. And that's, that's why I would assume it's good to get them in, get your website into Google for Jobs because candidates seeing those jobs in there are going to directly go back to your website when they click to view more information or apply or whatever that is. And then yeah. obviously once they're back on your website, that means more traffic's at your website. That's what we talked about last week, how to get more traffic to your site. And then you can start obviously marketing to those candidates and, and showing them more recent jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So that's probably the, the benefit here. Absolutely. Um, so getting getting them in there and obviously not everyone's doing it because like we said there's 30 percent approximately 30 percent of those top 100 and i think we can assume that they are probably the best practice maybe if they're the top 100 hopefully i mean they're um, yeah they're certainly some of the some of the biggest agencies um whether whether it's they're all hitting best practices yeah. around websites i would i would strongly disagree with but as, as we've seen from that 30% that aren't having their jobs indexed, but yeah. So the, the first thing to do then is before we talk about how to actually get um, get the, the sort of the tech in place so that your jobs can be listed, 
I guess it's to check whether your jobs are already listed or mm. already have the ability to be listed in Google for Jobs. Now, the way in which jobs are indexed on this Google for Jobs is that Google will search your pages and it looks for some specific code markup on the page. Now, this code is hidden to users like me and you can't see it. So when we look at the page, we don't even see it. We don't even know it's there. But it's kind of some flags that say to Google, this is a job. This is the job title. This is the job description. This is the salary, et cetera, et cetera. And then Google picks that up and says, hey, that's a job. I'm going to put that into my Google for jobs, basically. And that, that code or markup is called structured data. It actually occurs for not just jobs. It occurs for lots of different pieces of content on the internet, um, blog posts, recipes, jobs. There's a list of, I don't know, there's quite a few anyway, put it that way. Yeah. Um, and they all handle it in a very similar way. So you need to make sure that your website is using this spe special structured data. One of the ways to check whether your website is using this structured data is to run it through a test. And I'm just going to, for those listening, I'm just going to share my screen again here. This is a, a test on Google. It's search.google.com slash test slash rich dash results. And basically, you can paste in the URL of one of your jobs on your website. So here I've pasted in a URL of a job on one of the sites that we've been building. And it will run a scan on the site and it, or on that particular page. And it will check what structured data is actually present and if there are any issues with it. So if you can see the test results here, Google has actually found there are three types of structured data on this page. We're interested in the job postings structured data, which is actually the bit that tells Google that this page is a job. Uh, and you can see if I click into that uh, result, it tells me that it's valid. It's great. It's Google has seen this page as a job. It's picked it up as a job. You get a nice green tick, which tells you some positive news. And then you can actually see all the information that's been picked up here and, and so forth. It actually is telling me that there's three sort of, um, I don't know what they call warnings, I guess so, non-critical issues, which basically means, yeah. hey, there's some stuff you could improve there, but it's fine as it is type thing. So you can see here, Google's picked up the fact that this is a job, when it was posted, what the title, the description is, um, all the way down to the hiring organization, the location of the job, and even the salary and stuff like that. So the more information you can tell Google, then the, the better Google is going to understand about that job, and then the better it's going to be able to put it in its index into the to Google for Jobs section. That's kind of the key here. Um, so, yeah, that's how you can test your jobs is um, I've got this sort of stuff in, involved. Um, so let's say we run this test then and we fail. We don't have any job postings. Um, mm. What do we need to do, Keith, to be able to well, there's... start? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's three different actual formats we can use for for structured data. Um, for the technical people out there, there's there's JSON yep. LL, LD, uh, Microdata, and RDFA. The the JSON format is the one that's recommended by Google and the one that you'll see by most people use. So like it's that's, the easiest that's, one to do as well, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what what that is is just it's like a, it's hard to describe. It's a little uh, kind of key array of key value pairs uh, on, on a page. So it'll say um, like the type of structured data is. So it'll say like at type and then 
a little uh, colon and then job posting. And it'll say like uh, title, software engineer, description, and then you'd have the job description, date posted, valid through, employment type, hiring organization. So it's all these little key value pairs of data um, in, in, a, in a machine readable format. So it's not something that like you, you said previously, it's not something you see on the page, like a, a visitor to the page doesn't actually ever see this stuff. Um, it's just it's just for the benefit of search engines, really, and, and Google specifically, really. Um, yep. So we need to get that data onto the job listing page somewhere. Um, now, the good news is that most of the recruitment website vendors do this, you know, yep. as they as they should. So your uh, name a few like volcanics the obvious one um people like rec webs and recruiter web uh so any of those kind of specific recruitment vendors tend to get this right most of the time as as you'd expect if you're on wordpress so we're you know we build websites on, on wordpress um which isn't itself obviously a recruitment specific platform but has a lot of recruitment specific uh add-ons um the main uh job board plugin is the WP job manager plugin. Um, that, that's the one that's kind of built by the people who kind of run and maintain WordPress itself. And, and the one that we recommend and use a lot that does this for you out of the box. Uh, so without even really having to think about it, this data will be output on the page. Um, so again, you don't really need to think about it. However, obviously if you don't, if you aren't seeing that data or you are seeing the data and it's invalid in some way, then it's probably a case of talking to your website developer uh, team or vendor because it's not something that you can really fix yourself unless you're particularly uh, code oriented. Um, so it's more something that you can test yourself. You can find out if it's present or if there's errors with it. And then you probably pass it on to your web team and they should be able to sort this out for you. Um, if not, it's probably time to find a new, uh, a new web development team or, or provider. Um, Cause yeah. this, this even is, if, it's easy stuff and it's important stuff. Yeah. And even if, even if they haven't got something like built into the system that your website is built on. So something that will automatically grab this information from data you've already entered for example, so you already entered a title and description and salary, even if they don't know yeah. that, you know, you should be able to just add a, a block of HTML to a to a to a page and actually just paste this code in yourself, even if that's manual, you know, it's better than not having it. But obviously most yeah. of these systems will actually be able to do this for you. So definitely get in touch with them about doing that because it should be something that is 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 available in most systems. Um, yeah, and you so can't important. you can't be expecting consultants to go and manually add like data like that because yeah it's never it's never going to happen and and even if it does that it it opens up loads of room for error um so it's it's not something that we would recommend it's possible like you say mark but it's it's definitely not something we would recommend so one of the things that you might find is you you might find that because many of the vendors and WordPress plugins and other solutions are already doing this, you might find that, yes, your page does have this markup, this structured data, but when you test it, you're getting red flags all over the place and things are going wrong. Um, 
why? What are the main reasons for that then? That people might be getting invalid structured data. Do we think? Yeah. So for for any of the kind of um, object types, so ours is a job posting. Um, but for any of the types, Google will have uh, required properties and recommended properties. So for the job posting, um, there's five required properties. I just read them off. So date posted description, hiring organization, location, and title are are what a job list job posting needs to have in that structured data for it to be valid. And then on top of that, there's a whole load of uh, recommended properties. Um, For example, base salary, it's not something you necessarily need valid through job location type, things like that. So I'm like, there's like uh, application URLs and things. So those are things that are recommended and Google would like to see. And if you don't have them, you'll probably get one of those um, little orange um, non-critical issue uh, warnings. Um, There's a full list of all this stuff. Like on on Google, there's there's pages that tell you exactly how this should be formatted and, and what's required and what's recommended. Yeah, and we can put some links to these in the in the show notes as well, so that you can help you get to grips with this sort of stuff. But basically, yeah. the, the more information you provide with Google, even if you're not provide, you know, and if you're just you're providing it with these sort of like non-critical ones, then the better your indexing is going to be essentially, because the more it knows about your job. So when someone's doing a search in Google Jobs and like wants to search, you know, between this salary and this salary, if you're providing the salary, then Google will put your job in that results. If you're not, then it can't because it doesn't know what the salary is. So you're going to miss out there. So the more information you can provide, the better. The two that usually catch um, recruiters out, though, are um, the location because recruiters often, yeah. rightly so, don't want to put the specific location because candidates can clearly like, find out who that client of yours is. But you don't have to put a precise location. You can just put you know, Manchester, London, Birmingham as the location. Yeah rather than a specific address. So you don't need to do that. So you, you're more than uh, allowed to just put that sort of city-based or somewhere that's more broad. Um, but the other one is the hiring organization. So because it's a required field, you must put a hiring organization into the job. So most of the time, you better just put in your own recruitment agency as the hiring organization rather than the actual client that you're hiring for because you have to have something in there or else it's invalid. So that's the, yes. that's the workaround here. Um, and, and sort of setting that in, in your website software so that it can automatically put you as the hiring organization is something that you may want to do uh, if you don't mm. have control of sort of adding that per, on a per job basis as well. So it's something to look into. Um, but those are the two that usually catch people out in that they are, they are invalid without them, but it's like you don't really want to put them. So it becomes a bit yeah. tricky. There's- There's some more complexities as well around location, especially whenever it's tied to remote work. Yes. Um, So for example, if the job is remote only, you need to set the job location type property to telecommute. Um, The job location property is only then required if that job can also be done at a physical location. So you don't need job location if you set job location type to telecommute and there isn't a physical location to do the job. So there's a few little like nuances. Nuances, um, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those have come in in the last couple of years for obvious reasons with the pandemic and more and more jobs becoming remote. 
Google, yeah. I know, has made some significant changes to the way they handle that sort of structured data. And there's a lot of requests from people in that remote jobs weren't really handled very well in this. Um, so they've yeah. had some changes that have come in to handle that because more and more jobs are, are remote jobs, which is obviously, obviously a good thing. Yeah, I'm just going to show the URL there um, of our blog post on this because like, I, I wrote up a pretty extensive post about all of, of about structured data specifically for recruiters. So it's all on the bottom of the screen there. I'll just I'll just read it for podcast listeners. So it's highrise.digital slash blog slash structured dash data dash recruiters dash guide. Uh, and you can find all this in, in more detail there. I know it's quite a lot to take in when you're listening or watching along. Yeah, sure. So if, if you want something that you can reference, everything's there. We'll add that into the show notes as well so that you can... Uh... Yeah. grab the link if you want to, to do that especially if you're listening along thank you so excellent so structured data google for jobs a massive opportunity that you should definitely be trying to take advantage of um puts yeah. you ahead of at least 30 percent of the top 100 who are not doing this correctly anyway um so it's certainly something that is 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 free in terms of uh, cost you don't have to pay for it but obviously you need a bit of work just to get it set up and working for you so it's definitely yeah. worth something that you should be uh, looking at trying to do i can, can i add a little can i add a bonus a bonus point for the for this topic because it's you an, yes, a, go on. <laughs> an, an extra an extra pro tip and this is something that we i think we mentioned on the last show as well but it's worth mentioning again because we're talking about google for jobs specifically on this on this episode yep um, and this is around the Google indexing API. So what we found with one of our clients was that jobs were getting indexed on Google for jobs, but it was taking, I don't know, a week or a day or, or something. Mark, if you just if, if you can pull up your screen again with the rich, uh, the structured data uh, test. So if we go back to that test with Google, there we go. So yep. on if if you're on the uh, rich results test page, you'll see it says crawl crawled successfully on January the sixth, twenty twenty three. So that is the last time that Google looked at this page, uh, and what we were finding was that you know, Google sets a frequency a crawl frequency based on how important it thinks your site is and how often it thinks your content is going to be updated and relevant. Now if you it, that might be once a week. It might be once a month. It might be once every five minutes, but that's up to Google. So what we were finding was that uh, one of our clients who you're quite high profile, lots of jobs, constantly updating and adding new jobs. All those new jobs were taking days to get onto Google for jobs, by, by which time they may have already been filled. The, the vacancy yep. may have been filled. Um, so we looked into this and there's something called the Google indexing API which basically is a way for a website to kind of just like, I don't know, knock on Google's door and just say, by the way, you know, we've, we've got another job over here. Come and take a look when you've got time. Um, just to let, let Google know that there's that fresh content. And we did find that that time it took for their jobs to get from, um, from the website onto Google for jobs was, was quite dramatically reduced. Uh, yeah, definitely had an impact, they, yeah. they'd get they'd get crawled and indexed much much sooner so if, yep. if you're doing this it is worth also implementing the the google indexing api which is quite technical again talk to your talk to your web talk team to in order team. to get that implemented but um yeah definitely. yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's quite it marked how um, the change in indexing time happened with those, which is good. I think Google implemented that because there are some content types, job postings being one of them, that are short-lived on a website. So they mm. wanted a way for people to tell Google that this content needs crawling quickly before it disappears, yeah. that thing. Um, and it did seem to work really well, which is great, which is good. So, yep, definitely yeah. a good bonus tip for that. Thank you, Keith. That's all right. Um, so before we go, um, we wanted to just mention about our newsletter that is going to be happening very shortly. So we've got um, set up a newsletter called the Recruitment Website Mastery Newsletter. The concept about this is giving you all tips, tricks, hints, uh, good practice, best advice for your web, web recruitment websites. And um, not sure whether that will be a weekly or a bi-weekly or a, a monthly thing. Um, but certainly, if you want to get some top tips into your inbox, then you can sign up at highrise.digital slash newsletter, where you will see a form that looks like what's on the screen. If you're listening on the podcast, it's just a form. It's very straightforward. Um, stick your name in, stick your email address in, and we will uh, we will send you some recruitment website mastery goodness at an interval that uh, is appropriate. So if you're interested in doing that, then that'd be great. Yeah. And Other than next that, week on the show, we have next uh, week. another topic. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about the essential elements of an effective job page. So a yes. uh, like a job listings page. What what are the kind of essential elements of a page? Uh, how to optimize it? Um, so yeah, that that's going to be the topic. So looking forward to chatting about that. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll be able to join us either on YouTube, on LinkedIn Live, or listening at a later date at your leisure to our podcast. But anyway, that's all for this week, I think. Thank you so much yeah. for listening, for watching, and we will see you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.